Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I'm your host, Becky Easton. And today is Sunday, October 16th, and I am getting ready for a presentation that I'm giving on Wednesday. It's about charitable giving and how to encourage it in your clients if you are a financial professional or um, work in the estate planning realm. Um, and put on by the plan giving committee for House of Refuge. And so I am kind of going back to the, you know, very beginning talking about how to, how to talk to your clients. Um, and the very beginning of that really is listening, right? Um, any good conversation uh, involves a good amount of listening as well. And I thought it was kind of interesting as I was diving in here for this kind of, I don't know, I was really just wanting to say a few things about it real quick as a portion of my talk. Um, but it got really interesting as I was reading through it. So I wanted to read um, uh, or I wanted to share a little bit of the information that I was looking at with you guys today. And because who can't stand to be a little bit better of a listener, right? <laughs> I think we all can. So this is from uh, the Harvard Business Review that I came across this article. You can find them at hbr.org. Uh, looks like this is an article from... Uh, July of 2016. And, you know, what most people think is that good listening comes down to three things. Not talking when others are speaking, letting others know you're listening through good facial expressions and verbal sounds, mm -hmm. and being able to repeat what others have said, practically word for word. However, Research conducted in the last decade suggests that these behaviors actually fall far short of describing good listening skills. So what does that actually even mean then? There were some surprising conclusions and certainly some qualities that you might expect to hear. So there were four main categories, or rather four main findings. Um, that I will read out for you. So first up, good listening is much more than being silent while the other person talks. Now, to the contrary, people perceive the best listeners to be those who periodically ask questions that promote discovery and insight. These questions gently challenge old assumptions, but do so in a constructive way. Sitting there silently nodding does not provide sure evidence that a person is listening. But asking a good question tells the speaker the listener has not only heard what was said, but that they comprehended it well enough to want additional information. Good listening was consistently seen as a two-way dialogue rather than a one-way speaker versus hearer interaction. The best conversations were active. Good listening included interactions that build a person's self-esteem. This is one I love the most. 
the best listeners made the conversation a positive experience for the other party, which doesn't happen when the listener is passive or, for that matter, critical. Good listeners made the other person feel supported and conveyed confidence in them. Good listening was characterized by the creation of a safe environment in which issues and differences could be discussed openly. When was the last time you had just a wonderful conversation with someone who really built you up and was listening to what you were saying? Oh, yeah. Love, love all of that. A good self-esteem building conversation. Then good listening was also seen as a cooperative conversation. In these interactions, feedback flowed smoothly in both directions, with neither party becoming defensive about comments the other made. By contrast, poor listeners were seen as competitive, as listening only to identify errors in reasoning or logic, using their silence as a chance to prepare their next response. And that might make you an excellent debater, but it doesn't really make you a good listener. Good listeners may challenge assumptions and disagree, but the person being listened to Um, feels that the listener is trying to help, not wanting to win an argument. And then last up, good listeners tended to make suggestions. Good listening invariably included some feedback provided in a way others would accept and that opened up an alternative path to consider. This finding somewhat surprised the Harvard Business Review, since it's not uncommon to hear complaints that so-and-so didn't listen. He just jumped in and tried to solve the problem. So perhaps what the data is um, is telling us is that making suggestions itself isn't the problem. It might be the skill with which those suggestions are made. Another possibility is that we're more likely to accept suggestions from people we already think are good listeners. Someone who's silent for the whole conversation and then jumps in with a suggestion may not be seen as credible. And someone who seems combative or critical and then tries to give advice may not be seen as trustworthy. And so while many of us have thought that being a good listener I thought of being a good listener like a sponge that accurately absorbs what the other person is saying. Instead, what these findings show is that good listeners are more like trampolines. They're someone you can bounce ideas off of. And rather than absorbing your ideas and energy, they amplify, energize, and clarify your thinking. They make you feel better, not merely passively absorbing, but by actively supporting. This lets you gain energy and height, just like someone jumping on a trampoline. And of course, there are different levels of listening, right? Not every conversation requires the highest levels of listening, but many conversations would benefit from greater focus and listening skill. So consider which level of listening you'd like to aim for. Level one, the listener creates a safe environment in which difficult, complex, or emotional issues can be discussed. Level two, the listener clears away distractions like phones and laptops, focusing attention on the other person and making appropriate eye contact. This behavior not only affects how you're perceived as a listener, it immediately influences the listener's own attitudes and inner feelings. Acting the part changes how you feel inside, and this in turn makes you a better listener. Level three, the listener seeks to understand the substance of what the other person is saying. They capture ideas, ask questions, and restate issues to confirm that their understanding is correct. Level four, 
The listener observes nonverbal cues, such as facial expressions, perspiration, respiratory rates, gestures, posture, and numerous other subtle body language signals. It's estimated that 80% of what we communicate comes from these signals. It sounds strange to some, but you listen with your eyes as well as your ears. Level five, the listener increasingly understands the other person's emotions and feelings about the topic at hand and identifies and acknowledges them. The listener empathizes with and validates those feelings in a supportive, non-judgmental way. And level six, the listener asks questions that, that clarify assumptions the other person holds and helps the other person to see the issue in a new light. This could include the listener injecting some thoughts and ideas about the topic that could be useful to the other person. However, good listeners never hijack the conversation so that they or their issues become the subject of the discussion. Each of these levels builds on the others. Thus, if you've been criticized, for example, for offering solutions rather than listening, it may mean that you need to attend to some of the other levels, such as clearing away distractions or empathizing, before your proffered suggestions can be appreciated. It's suspected that being, um, in being a good listener, most of us are likely to stop short rather than go too far. And so it's the hope of the Harvard Business Journal that the, this kind of research is going to help by providing a new perspective on listening. And that really was kind of interesting to me as well. Um, and as I was le- reading through these initially and what made me want to talk a little bit about this and bring this research to you guys, um, were, were the ideas that these, all of these four kind of categories really made me think about good conversations that I had with other people. Like it just resonated almost immediately, um, as I was reading this and I, I, figured it must for you guys as well. So, you know, I'd love, I'd love to hear, um, from you about, you know, what, um, what do you do to be a better, more active listener? Um, how do you try to, to work to keep the, keep the conversation going? Um, and I like the idea of a cooperative conversation as well. So um, anyway, I just thought that was really interesting and I I wanted to share it with you guys today Um, on, again, this is Sunday, October 16th, and um, I'm trying to think, I don't think I have anything else to tell you guys about other than um, sharing with you that I'm getting ready for this this talk, which should be a lot of fun. Um, I'll let you know how it goes after... um, on Thursday afterwards. Uh, so yeah, thanks again for tuning in and you know, I, uh, would certainly appreciate you liking or following the show, leaving me a comment or, um, a review would be really excellent. I'd appreciate it. Um, help me reach some more people and help some more people find me. And, um, again, thank you for being here to keep me accountable to posting an episode every day for a year. We are 
trucking along, um, which is really exciting for me. So thank you for being here with me. Again, this is an episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings, and I am your host, Becky Easton. Have a great day.